it's going to work or not. I'm uh, hoping <laughs> there's some issues with the uh, system this morning. Well, let's see here. I'm hoping that's going to happen. I'm not sure if it's uh, what's going on here, but uh, all righty. Um, I'm not sure what was going on. I didn't have anything coming through my system, and it just went to a replay. But I think I was able to uh, override, and uh, now we're live. It is Thursday, uh, April 29th, 2021, and I apologize for the mix-up. Um, I'm not sure what was going on. tried to get a hold of Chris, but he wasn't available, and... Uh, the system went to a replay, but somehow or another, uh, it looks like, uh, I'm going to double check here, but it looks like things are now back on track. Hopefully it will uh, do, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, it looks like it's working now. So we'll see what happens at the bottom of the hour when the music comes on. But uh, again, I apologize for that situation. You heard all the, uh, the good stuff. Uh, basically, uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Truth Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence, so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Also, the number to call into the show is 833-TFR-LIVE. That's 833-837-5483. 833-837-5483 or 833-TFR-LIVE. Now, um, I actually had a request uh, from someone uh, just west of me here in Ohio, the Beaver Creek area, um, about um, to talk about the alleged vaccines, which are actually uh, bioweapons. And uh, if I say vaccine, I apologize. I don't mean to use that word in conjunction with these injections that have been developed. Uh, uh, actually, the COVID-19 was developed in order to get the injections out to people. It was not the other way around. The whole plan has been to uh, inject people with these toxic uh, DNA-altering substances that uh, will basically, as far as we know, uh, in the eyes of some of the top researchers out there like Judy Mikovits and uh, Sherry Tenpenny, will kill probably somewhere in the realm of 50 million Americans. Uh, not, the, not the disease, but the cure, <laughs> supposedly. These alleged uh, injections they're rolling out there are three in the U.S., uh, the Pfizer, the Moderna, and the uh, Johnson & Johnson, all of which are toxic and no one should consider taking, but lots and lots of people are lining up for. And um, there was, uh, I think on the, around the 21st or 22nd, uh, which was about a week ago, there's a weekly uh, webinar kind of thing that Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and another physician do and they decided to round up uh, some of these other physicians to uh, speak about what's going on. And they did just that. And uh, basically what we heard uh, in that recording was pretty freaky. And I will, um, I'll be putting a uh, link to that video in the replay that is going to go on castbox.fm. Uh, I can't put it in the one that goes on uh, TFR, 
But if you go to my website, yourdiyhealth.com, click the radio shows tab at the top of the page, you'll see the link to the archive page set up to castbox.fm. And uh, today's CFR show will have that link in it so you can see the entire, it's about an hour and 20 minute long video. Um, I've gotten a few uh, excerpts that I've uh, chopped out real quickly. I didn't get a chance to get as many as I wanted because there's some really, really good um, stuff in there. But I'm going to play a few of them here just so you can get an idea. Here is the first one. Cross-reacts with what's called syncytin 1 and 2, and those are proteins absolutely essential for the placenta, for fertilization, for maintaining a pregnancy. We now have women who are miscarrying. They are uh, unable to get pregnant. They're having heavy bleeding. We don't know why, but my feeling about this is that something is being produced by the body of a vaccinated person that is possibly adversely affecting others, and it is a, a great concern to me. And that in and of itself is a very telling thing because there are, you know, everybody is being affected by these injections. However, women are being really hit hard. Um, there have been numerous accounts of uh, pregnant women uh, receiving one of these injections and then having a miscarriage or a stillbirth. Um, there are cases where uh, the mother has already um, given birth and is in the process of breastfeeding, gets the uh, injection, and then her breast milk dries up. Uh, there's all kinds of things. Um, uh, separation of the placenta, um, infertility, all kinds of things is really affecting women very, very hard. And uh, it's a scary situation because this is really dealing with the ability, the fertility of the human race, you know. And it goes right into the uh, the plan that Bill Gates and company has where they want to reduce the world's population. What better way than to produce a toxic injection, uh, fill people with fear um, for over a year uh, with false news reports and everything under the sun, just basically making people think that if they don't get a, uh, a shot to protect themselves, that they're going to die from this illness that has a 99.9 plus percent survival rate. And then on top of that, not only does it kill off a whole bunch of people immediately, but it also is a slow kill situation that destroys your immune system. So down the road, you will um, get a common cold and have it kill you. And then also, it destroys the reproductive system. Uh, it can, it can, it, we've had reports of erectile dysfunction in males as well as all the reproductive problems in females so that uh, chances of um, people around the world, you know, reproducing is going to be very, very slim. And then on top of that, it's killing off, you know, like I said, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits believes that uh, just in the United States alone, over 50 million Americans will die from taking these injections. And uh, Sherry Tempenny agrees with her on that. And that's a scary proposition. But all these things added together are bad enough. But on top of that, then even if you have not received one of these injections, 
if you are around someone who has, there is a chance that they can transmit something to you. We don't know exactly what. There's some speculation it might be the spike proteins that uh, they cause you to produce. But basically, uh, people are coming in contact with people who have received these injections, and then they are getting sick with COVID-like symptoms. And again, that's a scary proposition as well. But uh, I've got another one here I'm going to play. This is, uh, if I can get it to reset here. Um, I'm Dr. Carrie Made. I'm an internal medicine physician and an osteopath as well, practicing for the last 20 years, medical director, teaching uh, medical students and attending different meetings where um, the agenda for humanity was discussed. So I speak out about those things. Um, let's see. I Yes, I have some opinions here. So I absolutely believe, just like Dr. Northrup does, that something is happening with these people that are getting these injections. I, I have a slightly different feeling about it because at least with the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines, one of the key components is the nanolipid particles, which are brand new technology on humanity. They're using a nanotechnology, which is pretty much um, little tiny computer bits. They actually can be nanobots, or another word is hydrogel. There's all different kinds of terms and names for the very same structure, but inside of those two vaccines is this, uh, this sci-fi kind of substance. So that has concerned me from the very beginning because that substance can do many different things. In this particular um, instance, what the drug manufacturers are telling us they're saying they're using that substance because the body is very intelligent. It knows when something is not from nature. It would destroy this synthetic code that's being injected into the person right away. So they had to figure out a way to trick our bodies into accepting a synthetic code. They came up with this nanolipid particle that surrounds it. And so they're using it. Their reasoning is it's an on-demand drug delivery system. So it allows the body and it suppresses our immune checkpoints to get into the cell. Now, they've never said what happens after the drug is delivered because we know this substance can last for many, many years, who knows how long in the body. And it serves many purposes. First of all, it's on demand. It can be triggered at any moment to deliver the payload. Number two, very importantly, it can be used for biosensors in the body. Um, because it is um, something synthetic, it actually has the ability to accumulate data from your body, like your breathing, your respiration, thoughts, emotions, all kinds of things. So it has been proposed to use the substance for that. Why am I bringing this up? Well, this substance actually, because it's um, like little bits of computers in your body, it's crazy, but it's true, it can do that, it obviously has the ability to act through Wi-Fi. It can transmit and receive energy or messages or frequencies or impulses. That issue has never been addressed by these companies. Well, what does that do to the human, right? This is the first time they've done it large scale. We know it happens to small groups of military people. They've studied that. But just imagine you're getting this new substance in you, and it can react to things all around you, the 5G, the um, your smart device, your, your phones, 
um, what, what's happening with that? What, what is something triggering it too, like an impulse, a frequency? We have something completely foreign in the human body that has never been launched large scale. And happens at this time, right? We are now seeing more 5G cell towers going in. The school systems, the, the cruises, the hospitals, et cetera, are putting more and more of the CMS frequency out. And so I believe, my personal belief is that there's something to do with the EMS, the frequency that's being emitted. Because if these people have this inside of them, wow, this can act like an antenna and actually transmit it outwardly as well. So it's, it's a theory of mine, but if you look up the research on the substance, which you'll usually find under hydrogel, it produces its own voltage, which is an EMF, many times more. So we know it will produce that kind of effect. Um, the other thing I want to mention is that I learned by patterns. And I noticed a pattern since um, coming back to Georgia in January. And some of the patients I've seen, I saw a new pattern. And I, after a long uh, a series of deductive reasoning, I actually came up with why were they not successfully healing from XYZ, even in male patients that I have, it was radiation or, or at least EMS toxicity. And sure enough, if you measure, we were measuring all of our phones, and I was floored with the EMS that was coming off. It was out, it was over the range, it could not even be calculated with a number just by a couple clicks on our phones. This is much more than when I measured last year. This was unbelievable. It was coming from all of our phones. And imagine that amount, because if you look at what EMF does to a human, so they've done studies of just a man putting a laptop on his lap, and after 15 minutes, his sperm count will decrease by 50%. How they did that study, I don't know, but that was the result of it. Also, a person, a young, healthy teenager, putting a cell phone up to their ear. We draw their blood before they use the cell phone, beautiful red blood cells swimming around. After 40 minutes of the phone to their ear, and this is with an older phone, not the newer ones, all the red blood cells go into string-like patterns. They're called rouleau formation. These strings are so long and sticky, of course, they make it prone to clotting and blood problems, right, if this goes on for a matter of time. So this just being around this kind of abnormal frequency, which is not conducive to the human body, is destructive in many ways. We know that one of the first things affected will be the red blood cells. They're very sensitive to that. So my, what I've been seeing, at least in the greater Atlanta area, is that there's definitely something to do with radiation or EMF toxicity that has definitely gone up in the recent times. And I am concerned about what is happening inside these vaccines that has to do with that frequency as well. Scary stuff, huh? EMF, uh, 5G, all of these things can take, uh, can play a role in this. And uh, there's no real we still don't know exactly what's going on here because this alleged virus has never been isolated. Uh, they've never found it, so I don't know how they can produce anything to deal with it. But um, they are. They're just, you know, cranking this stuff out, and people are willingly rolling up their sleeves and uh, just going along with the program. And uh, it's reaching the point where I just, you know, have to wash my hands of all these folks that are taking this stuff. 
Uh, here's the one male doctor on the panel. I believe this is him. Uh, let me play this one as well. Here we go. I'm actually an orthopedic surgeon. I did uh, my medical school at the University of Rochester, New York, and I just fine fellowship there. So I'm really, you know, this is way out of my, I didn't expect to be in this fight. Um, I trained in the Navy, and I served on the Navy Research Advisory Committee where we looked at defense right. strategies for the Navy, technology, actually. And by law, they have to have a position on it. But I guess it's made me a little bit skeptical about lots of things. But when I look at this, I mean, I do think the point about the bioweapon is, is pertinent, and uh, there's a lot to be said about that. That takes about an hour. But the, but the point I was thinking when we were talking about this earlier, about what people were seeing, you know, we're not just seeing bleeding problems. We're also seeing I've had um, I've had these two stories that didn't that didn't involve you know menses or, or blood. They involved a, a, a woman who was a hairdresser, and everybody in her office got everybody in her salon got vaccinated except her, and she kept getting sick for about two weeks after everybody else got vaccinated. But it was more like flu-like, COVID-like symptoms. And then the other one I just heard today from an orthopedic colleague is. Um, an older friend of his was given, he got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. He had three days of illness. His mother, who lived with him, was 88 years old. She did not get the vaccine, but she got COVID and died right then. So th this brought up to me, I mean, I started thinking about mode of acquisition because I, I, when I first heard the thing about the, people are asking about the, well, you mentioned shedding. So I actually, uh, I asked Judy Rickovitz about that, and she didn't, because I, my problem with that is, this is an, if we're talking about the spike protein, which is just part of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, one wouldn't think initially that a portion of a virus is going to be transmissible. Normally, viruses go out through your, you know, uh, the cells, you breed them out, it's little virions squeak out and float around and infect people, but this isn't the whole virus. The spike protein is just part of it, so could it be airborne? I mean, that's one possibility. The other one is a serum-born thing, but that doesn't explain things like this guy's mother, um, and probably not a lot of the women that you're seeing. And then there's also fecal-oral transmission. I guess that could explain all of this. That's one way we could transmit maybe a whole virus. But again, we're not being we're not being given a whole virus. This thing produces the pathogen head, the spike protein pathogen in your cells. And then, the, but the the other one I thought about is, you know, what's the definition of a prion? A prion is a misfolded protein. And what these spike, the, what they, the way they weaponize the spike protein essentially is they inserted a gene into the spike protein that, that allows it to have a furin cleavage. And so that can be changed conformationally to then bind with your ACE2 pathway. So what you're talking about is an artificial 3D conformation, which sounds a lot like a prion to me. And those things are really, you know, that's a self-replicating protein that can be transmitted through uh, serum for sure. We don't know how else it's transmitted, and but that 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 also seems to be a little bit unlikely because it would it takes years usually to see prion disease. I'm just thinking this through. Now, I mean, Dr. Maddy talked about the um, the stuff in the in the vaccine. I think it's interesting to note they call that they call that biolipid that nano particle lipid that they encase the RNA, it's called matrix M. Don't you love that name? But um, the other thing about that is, in terms of this bleeding, and in terms of, of, of your immune system, it turns out that the matrix M also takes has the adjuvant. And by itself, it can tune up your immune system, even without a pathogen. 
and it has a it has a um, part of the adjuvant is from a bark in a South American tree. It's called the uh, Quil- Quilarja saponaria or something, and they're called saponins. And I bring this up because when I look back at the original research of them trying to develop Matrix M, they talk about the problem of bleeding. It strips uh, erythrocytes of their hemoglobin. It changes the conformation of the erythrocytes, which that's what Dr. Mate just said. It also um, it also damages the endothelium, and uh, there's one more thing it does to the blood. But it, or it causes uh, something to do with antibody uh, adhesions to, to, to cellular. Oh no, I know it. It causes lymphocyte uh, destruction. So there's a lot of this thing. There's a lot of parts, moving parts in this vaccine that could be, you know, that could be the issue. And I think what what needs to be said here is that. What, you know, like any good crime, you know, we're trying to sort out. We First, we need to figure out how it was done. And I really think transmission is the issue. And I am starting to think the spike protein itself can be transmitted. Because the other thing I looked at, just from people that have been having the vaccine, I just looked and did my own little study that I couldn't get published yet, but it's going on, I guess. Um, I looked for bleeding words that were about bleeding, and I looked for thrombocytopenia in the bears. And in a two-month period in the bears, there were, just using the terms I used, I pulled out 358 cases. And when you read them, you're hearing exactly what you guys are talking about. Abnormal menses, um, clots, large amounts of bleeding, unusual menses, and then all sorts of bleeding problems, brain bleeds, GI bleeds, Bleeds from old scars, weird bleeding, like an old healed boil wound, and it just started spontaneously bleeding. Uh, men oozing blood from their legs. So this is, if you, you know, in, and and what my point in doing this paper was, when you look at thalidomide and all the bad things that came out of that drug, one of the ways we stopped it was that they recognized that it was a gradation, a gradient of the same problem. You know, the, what it, the way it presented was birth defects, but it wasn't all just children with no arms. It was a gradient down to just little ring things on your finger. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Whatever this is that's doing this, it's, you know, the clots, the, the cavernous sinus thrombosis that Dr. Um, Champagne and I talked about, that is so rare. We're seeing clots, we're seeing bleeding, we're seeing a lot of things that have to do with, that could be what we're talking about with the saponins with the endothelium, but Again, it might just be the spike protein. I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing that out because those those were my my thoughts on it. Because um, and I'd just be curious to know how many of these secondary illnesses were due to people getting the job. Well, sorry about that. I uh, expected the music to kick in and it didn't. There's something definitely going on with the server today. I'm not sure what the problem is, but. Uh, We'll just go ahead and keep on playing it. Maybe it's going to skip the breaks. Here we go. Ben Johnson, it seemed to be, because we're dealing with two different technologies here, the DNA technology versus the RNA technology. And I just wonder if that's something we've sorted out, because we just started hearing about this. The bleeding started early on, and it's not, I mean, that's with all of them. That's the ones I looked at. That I just looked at Pfizer and Moderna, and that was 358 cases in, in two, two months or less. So, um I guess I, I would be curious to know if the secondary effects we're seeing are in all of them or just the Johnson Johnson. Maybe that has something to do with transmission. So. Thank you. Um, 
I wanted to ask Dr. Larry Kowalski, as a pediatrician, you know, we've sort of been under this false illusion that our children are safe and they're not developing coronavirus. And um, now we're seeing kids have problems clotting, nosebleeds. Uh, what do you think is happening with the children? Um, thank you, Maureen, and, and thank you, everyone, for your participation. Um, I, I want to start with some pretty bold statements. Uh, that's very unlike me, right, Dr. T. Um, anyway, first of all, this is not a vaccine. This is not a vaccine. This is not a vaccine. A vaccine thank you is supposed saying that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. This is not a vaccine. A vaccine is supposed to protect us against a bacterial or viral infection. There is nothing in any of these shots that is designed to protect us against a, a virus infection. The authorities say it. The patents describe it. Everyone who is involved in the making of these injections with their intention, it was never, ever made to protect us against a viral infection. As soon as we start to realize that that is not what this is, we realize that everything after that is a complete and utter lie. And so this is not a vaccine. It is not designed to protect us against the SARS-CoV-2 viral infection. Therefore, it cannot stop the transmission of a SARS-CoV-2 virus because what's in the shot is not meant to protect us against the SARS-CoV-2 viral infection. Now. Well, unfortunately, I didn't do a very good job of uh, editing, <laughs> and I just quit right there. But um, uh, this is going to be one of those weird days, uh, unfortunately. And it uh, looks like we're going to have a solid show for two hours with no breaks, which uh, is, not, is fine with me. I'm just going to keep an eye on things, and if, if I hear music or whatnot, I'll stop. And if I don't, I'm just going to keep on going. And I'm listening to the live stream, so I'm making sure that it's still coming off, and it is. So we'll just keep on going. Um, I also wanted to play a little thing here uh, with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny being interviewed about the eight ways the uh, COVID injections can kill you. And... Uh, Let's go ahead. We're gonna. We're obviously we're doing a lot of video and uh, audio and stuff today, but it's a lot of good information that I think it's best to hear straight from the physicians involved rather than me just uh, repeating what's being said. Now, if you remember, um, if you caught it, and I think it was in the second clip uh, where the uh, physician was talking about the uh, the guy that got the vaccine, uh, excuse me, injection, and. Um, he had some mild symptoms, but his 82-year-old mother who lives with him, who did not receive the injection, ended up just by being in close contact with him developing COVID and dying. So that's the kind of thing we're looking forward to at this point, these bioweapons that people are accepting. It's bad enough, you know, it would be bad enough if it was something where they took it and they alone would reap the benefits or the um, hazards, I guess you could say, of accepting that, making that choice. However, that's not the case. We're in a situation where anyone around them uh, can also 
be affected by their choice, which is unfortunately quite a nasty thing. But let's uh, let's listen to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny here and uh, her situation as far as how the eight ways these things can kill you. There's actually 20, but um, it would be like taking a drink from a fire hose to get all of those. So she's narrowed it down to just uh, these eight. I've mapped out now with this paper I looked at last night. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, eight mechanisms of action of how this vaccine is going to kill people. Wow. Will you send that to me? Yeah, I can send that to you. Yeah, I can send it to you later. And it all relates to um, when you inject this messenger RNA, when you inject this vaccine, okay. messenger RNA starts to code for the spike protein. And this is all we're focusing on, too. That's the whole thing. All I mean, that's what it, it, it's all they focused on. It focused on including the fact that the NIH is now fighting with Modera over patent rights because they you can't patent anything that's out in nature. So they had to manipulate the spike protein in order to be able to patent it and then make an antibody to the spike protein. Mm-hmm. Well, this anti-spike protein antibody, this antibody, is deadly. It's absolutely deadly. Um, and the first three papers that I went through, I found that there, that one of the things that the spike protein does is it directly attacks lung tissue and breaks it down. The second thing that it does is it inhibits your M2 macrophages, which are your anti-inflammatory macrophages, so you get cytokine storm and you die. The third is, is that when that messenger RNA goes in and, and then that spike and then that make an antibody to that, it binds it loosely, carries it into cell, and causes permanent replication. So it's like having an on button with no off button. Mm-hmm. You're constantly making this little piece of protein to develop more spike proteins against it to make more destruction. And then with this paper that I read last night of this anti-spike protein, it attacks the, the astrocytes and the oligodendrocytes, which are two different types of, of cells in your brain. Wow. Two different types of central, of central nervous system. Mm-hmm. It attacks the inner mitochondrial membrane mm-hmm. in two different mechanisms, and it attacks this neurofilament proteins, which are the motor nerves, which suddenly you, we've seen those people on the oh, videos yeah. that after the yeah. vaccine. Yeah. It's because the, the spike protein antibody is affecting their motor neurons and their central nervous system ones. And then the, the number one primary... Um, a symptom that people have after they get the vaccine is debilitating fatigue, that they can't even function in the main part of their life. Well, it's because that spike protein antibody attacks the mitochondria, and it, it attacks the GAD65, which is the intracellular antigen inside of your mitochondria, and it can also attack your pancreas. If you're diabetic, it'll make your diabetes worse. If you're not diabetic, it can cause you to have diabetes. Stiff person syndrome, cerebellar ataxia, which is that thing that you're watching people not be able to walk. Um, it also attacks uh, in the in the experiment that they did. They they took different tissue antigens like skin and lung and all this other stuff. Then they dropped the the serum that had the antibody in it on it. Um, Twenty seven out of fifty five of the tissue types reacted adversely to the spike protein and the anti-spike, or I'm sorry, to the spike antibody. Mm-hmm. So you get the vaccine, 
you create, create this antibody. And that's why in the most recent VAERS report uh, came out this week, 181 mm-hmm. deaths already that have been mm-hmm. reported. And when you start reading through them, you can now that you kind of lay out what these antibodies do, you can see it right in the VAERS report what has happened to these people. And it's the anti-spike antibody that's attacking them. And that's why the most number of deaths um, occurred about 19 days after the inje- after the injection because it takes a while to develop the antibody response. It doesn't happen like this, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you have an anaphylactic reaction, probably to the polyethylene glycol, mm-hmm. unless you have an, an, an immediate reaction to it, the delayed reaction is going to take – it's going to start – it takes a while. It's 19 days. I talked to a bunch of epidemiologists in Europe, and they said that it takes about 48 weeks to really see the most profound effects of autoimmune disease. Yeah. Thank you so this much for sharing that, too. This is going to be absolutely I, I mean, when I first when I first mm-hmm. found the, the first four mechanisms of action, mm-hmm. I said to a few friends of mine, I said, "This is a perfectly designed kill machine that is perfectly designed because." Um, and, and the other thing is, is with that with that replicating thing, um, because of the vaccine, you're going to see mutants. Mm-hmm. And so now we're all talking about all the mutants. And I said, you know, the one thing they're not asking these people who've been diagnosed with this mutant strain is, have, have you had one of the not approved yet vaccines? Mm-hmm. Nobody's putting that together. Yeah. So, yes, that's right. So 48 weeks, it's, it's somewhere between 48 weeks, it's about a year, yeah. six months, six to seven months, and a couple of years into the future. Mm-hmm. You know, as people, so like what you were talking about, the girl with the meningitis vaccine, this is going to be even worse. So people have got to make some serious spiritual decisions about yes. this, Sarah. Yes. You know, there's some very serious spiritual decisions. Are you going to say, oh, I want to get the vaccine so I can get on an airplane or so I can mm-hmm. go out to eat or I can keep my job. That gets a little harder. Mm-hmm. Or I can go to continue in professional school, mm-hmm. which gets a little bit harder. Right. So you have to, people are going to have to start making some really hard spiritual decisions about this. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> people are going to have to make some really hard decisions. Uh, like, am I going to stop associating with people that I know, even if they're family members? who have had these uh, injections. That's one of the things that uh, uh, one of the physicians I've heard recently is actually saying exactly that. Um, there's going to come a time when people are going to have to draw a line. And uh, you know, last week, uh, one of our listeners, um, I believe it was Alan up in Canada, uh, mentioned that he um, had family members that were pressuring him into getting one of these injections and threatening to cut him off, <laughs> so to speak, uh, from family activities if he refused to do so. And, um, and my comment was, you know, no one would be able to tell me that I had to get one of these things, period. Uh, not even my wife. I'm sorry. Um my uh, 
my convictions and my beliefs, uh, both as a Christian and as a human being, would not allow me to do that. Luckily, on my afternoon show yesterday, um, he put a thing in the chat room saying, I decided I won't get the vaccine, even though, uh, let me get this where I can see it a little better. Uh, make it bigger. Let's see where to go. Um, for Pete's sake. Now they made it bigger. Now I can't find it. I can't find it. <laughs> oh, good grief. Oh, there it is. I decided I won't get the vaccine, even though not getting it will cause some discord in my family. Good for him. Alan, I'm proud of you. Um, and uh, he's not in the chat room right now, but the next time I see him, I'm going to say that. Because um, it's that's a major decision. And, you know, it's not something you want to make lightly. But at the same time, um, failing to do so could cost you your life. And we're starting to see this already, where it's not just the individual who takes one of these injections uh, who has to deal with the ramifications and the consequences of that decision, but it's anyone who comes into contact with them. And we don't know how long um, this transmission will continue. We don't know if it's something that may be a day or two after receiving it or months or years. No one knows. Because once you start producing these uh, antibodies for these spike proteins, According to Dr. Tenpenny, there's no off switch. You never stop. And if that's what's being uh, transmitted to other people, then this, then you literally, once this person uh, receives this injection, it's entirely possible that until that person dies, they're going to be a transmitter of whatever it is that is coming out. At least that's the uh, take that some of these folks have. Uh, and again, it's new, it's a new area that we've never been in. No one has ever used these kind of injections, which in fact, you know, like I said, the, the one physician said, you know, they're not vaccines, they're toxic injections. Well, I just want, I just prefer to call them what they are, bioweapons. Um, and Plug says my wife wants to travel to Amsterdam, Germany, and Switzerland next summer. <laughs> I told her that they are going to require the shot. So I'm not going. She said she will probably get the shot so she can travel. Uh, you know, that's that's what's really insane. Um, and you need to, if you have to duct tape her to a chair, you need to sit her down and play some of these videos for her so that she actually sees what she's going to be doing. Uh, ask her if, uh, you know, being able to travel to those places is worth putting her life on the line for. You know, if uh, if in order to travel to Germany or Amsterdam or whatnot, you know, she had to first play a game of Russian roulette with three out of the six cylinders loaded, would she do it? Because that's pretty much what's going on here with these injections, these bioweapons. Yeah, and I uh, I just had a a short text messaging session with a, a friend of mine from college this morning. It was her uh, 64th birthday. And I uh, asked her if she had any plans, and she said she'd been celebrating all week with her family and friends and her parents, luckily, who were still alive. And, uh, you know, mentioned that 
you know, this uh, COVID is, he uh, makes it difficult but not impossible. And she says, yeah, we figured out it was a scam a long time ago. And I said, good. And I said, whatever you do, don't take any of the injections. They're bioweapons. And I got a thumbs up back from her. So thank goodness uh, she figured that out. And uh, glad to hear that there are people out there who are on their own are figuring out what's going on and deciding not to do these things. It is just, it's going to be more and more difficult. I, I, you know, I fully admit that and realize it, um, especially if Trump doesn't make it back. You know, I, I still think that he will be back and he'll be taken, uh, whether it takes military action or whatever the case is, I think he's going to be back in the next couple of months. And hopefully at that point, uh, some of this stuff will be, uh, shut down. But if not, we're going to deal with these uh, vaccine passports and all these other stupid things. And uh, the folks that refuse to get them are going to be severely hampered. And the thing is, is what we need to do is start turning this around on the people that are pushing it. You know, my thing is, if I have a business and someone, I would be checking for vaccine passports at the door. And if they have one, I wouldn't let them in. Because that means that they have received these toxic injections and are proud of it. And I said, sorry, you can't come in. If you've had one of these things, I don't want you anywhere near myself or any of my patrons. Um, We need to start turning things around. Uh, You know, in in that video with Dr. Tenpenny, in the full hour plus, uh, they mentioned the fact that what they need to be doing is changing things so that um, people that have uh, received these injections are the ones that need to be quarantined and isolated uh, for a certain period of time. And I think, you know, that could be, like I said, there's no telling how long these people are going to transmit this stuff. So it might be indefinitely. But they should also, just like, you know, the Germans did in World War II, uh, put a little yellow star, put it, I've had my uh, COVID injection you know, whatnot, but they got to have some sort of indication on them that says that they've received these things so people know to avoid them. And they're the ones that need to be socially ostracized, you know, while they're still alive, because chances are within a year or two of getting these things, they're going to die. But uh, until that time, they need to be, yep, fine. You know, if you're going to get it, you're not allowed to live anywhere near me. You're not allowed to, uh, you know, be in close contact with me. I will not have any, you know, any contact at all. Um, and that's something that, you know, if I, you know, I haven't had any uh, friends or family tell me that they're going to do that. But if they do, I said, well, when you do, don't come near me. I don't want to be around you. And uh, if they ask why, then they'll get educated. But that's what we need to do is we need to start turning this around on on the people so that they get to realize that the the ones who are going to be socially ostracized are the ones who receive these injections, because the uh, you know if they're going to do something that is literally stupid and without any research, without any uh, you know informed consent per se, then the people who are aware of what's going on are going to act accordingly and socially distance from them because it's a self-preservation mechanism. Unplugged says, I've explained it in many ways, many times. She's one of those that is just tired of the whole thing. Yeah, well, ask her, I said, being tired of it, does that mean you just want to shoot yourself? 
because quite honestly, that would be quicker and a lot less painful. <laughs> because what I've seen some of these people go through, uh, once they receive these things and then the process of their death is not a happy one. It's not an easy one. It's not a smooth one. Maybe showing them some videos of what some of these people go through when they're, um, oh, good grief. Um, well, like some of the ones who get it and then all of a sudden, you know, their body is, is shaking uncontrollably. They can't walk. Um, and, you know, all of the, there's tons of those things out there. So this is what could happen when you get that thing stuck in your arm. No guarantees. It's just a crapshoot. You never know when your number's going to come up. Are you willing to take that chance? Do you want to put up with that? Because I'm not going to take care of you. You know? Um, it's one of those things where you just got to draw a line and say, if, if you do that, then, you know, we're not going to be close to each other anymore. I hate to think that. Um, and I may come in that situation with my own wife. I don't know. Hopefully that's not the case. Uh, after watching the conversation with Dr. Cohen and John Rappaport, sounds like these jabs cause your body's tissues to break, break down. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's there's nothing, you know, there's a lot of different things that people are seeing. And we don't know if, if all of them are happening or some of them are happening or depending on your individual biomet biological makeup, uh, when you get it, it has one effect. When someone else gets it, it does something else. Uh, at this point, nobody really knows because they, they basically bypassed all the clinical trials to speak of. And all these idiots out here that are getting the injections now, they are the guinea pigs. They are the clinical trials. Normally, two to five to ten years worth of that stuff is done before they're rolled out to the public. But that's not the case now, so we're going to go through two to five to ten years of watching these people get these things and suffer and die, and who knows what else. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, it's a it's a very, very scary situation. And the things that are going on um, is just absolute insanity. Uh there was another video I was going to play, a short clip, but I can't remember. There it is. Um, let me bring that one up here. Do, 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 do. Uh, is it a, there we are. You know, I, know, I know a lot of people aren't fans of Tucker Carl, Carlson, per se. However, if you don't listen to who's or don't care about who's being who's making the statements. Just listen to what's being said here, and I think you'll find it pretty interesting. Here's a race lady from MSNBC finally putting her Harvard degree to work. It's simple, she said. Just charge people who don't get the vaccine with felonies. Now the vaccine-resistant Trump crowd is becoming a problem for the rest of us. That's because the country is fast approaching a tipping point when vaccine hesitancy will become the biggest hurdle to achieving herd immunity. So after a while, so-called vaccine hesitancy might be better described as reckless endangerment. Oh, wait a second, Harvard-educated race lady. Now you're really confusing us. If you've gotten the vaccine, why is other people's refusal to get the vaccine a problem for you? If the vaccine is so effective, why are the people who choose to get it mad at the people who choose not to get it? Huh? 
Do people who slim down from gastric bypass yell at fat people on the street? You wouldn't think so. It's not really their business. Your body, your choice, remember? But your body, your choice is definitely not the standard with the COVID vaccine. With the COVID vaccine, it's your body, MSNBC's choice. Watch this guy explain. I don't know how we get to herd immunity unless we normalize the framework around vaccine certification. Listen, we're doing it in colleges. Some organizations are doing it. We're in a global crisis. We have to reach herd immunity. And the carrot and stick of you get the vaccine, you'll be able to participate in travel, restaurants, you name it, because that's frankly easier for small businesses to, to adhere to. Herd immunity? Boy, it seems like not so long ago. Maybe it was back in the 50s or like last week that using the phrase herd immunity was enough to get you yanked off the air as an anti-vaxxer. Now we're bragging about herd immunity. But again, people who've got the vaccine and are totally safe are angry at the people who haven't gotten it because somehow they're endangering the people who are already vaccinated. So to protect people who've voluntarily taken the risk of not getting the vaccine, we have to hurt those people. We've got to burn the village to save the village. As the doctor on television put it, we've got to use the carrot and the stick, but especially the stick. Colleges love this idea. Many of them are requiring proof of vaccination as a condition of return to campus in the fall. In the state of California, both of the big state school systems, University of California and the Cal State system, are forcing students returning to campus to prove they've been vaccinated. Schools in New York, places like Columbia, Fordham, Syracuse, the big ones, are doing exactly the same thing. What's interesting is that no one has bothered to explain why we're doing this. Virtually no college-age kids have died of COVID. In fact, according to an April report by the CDC, a total of 587 Americans between the ages of 15 and 24 died of the virus last year, most with profound underlying health conditions. Many times that thousands and thousands and thousands died of suicide over the same period, which we're not concerned about. In the state of Michigan, which now requires two-year-olds to wear masks outside, there were just 13 coronavirus total last year for people aged 15 to 24. Compare that to overdose deaths in Michigan. It's a tiny fraction. Not that we care about those either. So the coronavirus doesn't kill a lot of young people, but it does infect quite a few of them. And that's the other problem. Many thousands of college-age kids already have been infected. They have antibodies from previous corona infections they're now recovered from. Science suggests these kids are highly unlikely to be reinfected with COVID. So why are they being forced to get the vaccine? That's a serious question. It's not an anti-vaxxer question. That's a question people who support vaccines and care about them would ask. Because we don't give medicine to people unnecessarily. That is unethical. Meningitis, for example, kills a fair number of people every year. But we don't require everyone to start a regimen of antibiotics before they return to work. That would be crazy. It would be wrong. We wouldn't do it. But we are requiring universal vaccination, even of kids who have already been infected. Is that a medically sound idea? Some physicians are concerned that it's not. Joe Rogan, over on the podcast, voices concern on the air the other day. And here's what he said. And people say, do you think it's safe to get vaccinated? I've said, yeah, I think for the most part it's safe to get vaccinated. I do. I do. But if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I, I go, no. no. You, are you healthy? Are you a healthy person? Like, look, don't do anything stupid, but you should take care of yourself. You yeah. should, if, you're, if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, like, I don't think you need to worry about this. Yeah. So if you're at risk, get the vaccine, protect yourself, be happy with it, be grateful we have the vaccine. 
And if you're not at risk, maybe you don't. Is that a crazy point? Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Joe Rogan's idiotic advice. Healthy young people don't need COVID-19 vaccine. Here to headline a representative headline in the DailyBeast.com, America's foremost defender, defender of ruling class absurdities. You'll notice that the piece never explains why exactly Joe Rogan's advice was so idiotic. It just dismisses him as a moron. He's crazy. Don't listen to him. He's probably a Nazi. Or worse, a Trump voter. That's MSNBC's concern. Watch. I don't know how the right got so far ahead on um, creating um, such a political connotation around the conversation about vaccine passports. There are all sorts of things you have to do to travel to all sorts of different places. How has that debate become so corrupted so early? I don't know, but it's bad. Um, I live in a state that is, uh, the state legislature is dominated by Trumpers, and they are busy making it illegal for a business to require a, a passport, a vaccine passport. And now they're politicizing uh, the appropriate way to encourage people to get vaccines, uh, which will cost lives. How did it get so political? Says Jeb Bush's former flack and the longtime governor of Missouri. Political. See that? All the mouth breathers, the dumb people, the hillbillies and inbreds and extra chromosome folks, the Trumpers, are all spun up with their conspiracy theories about vaccine passports. Come on. There are no vaccine passports. That's insane. It's Alex Jones stuff. And by the way, just so you know, as proof, if you want to get a job, you'll need your vaccine papers. Although it's always challenging in society to make things mandatory, uh, perhaps in certain employment settings, especially where there's higher risk, we may as a society decide that mandatory vaccination is a reasonable thing to do in certain circumstances. Can I call Claire McCaskill a former senator? Governor? Whatever. She's a senator, I guess. Anyway, to recap, it's always challenging when you make things mandatory. Yeah, it's also sounds unconstitutional and not science. But whatever. Here's where we are right now. If you want to live in this country, you will need a vaccination. If you're the right skin color, the government will celebrate when you get that vaccination. But either way, you must get it. The vaccine works perfectly. Do not question that. Now, once you do get the vaccine, you must continue to live as if you didn't get the vaccine for the protection of people who chose not to get the vaccine. And if that bothers you, if you have any questions about why we're doing it this way, then you were a bad person and we must hurt you. So get ready to be unemployed, if not in prison, for reckless endangerment. That's a felony. We hope that settles your concerns tonight about the available science on vaccines. So roll up your sleeve. Yeah. There's a lot of stupid going on there. That first woman who uh, wants to charge people criminally, and they say, you know, vaccine hesitancy and all this stuff, and they're, the, the country's reaching a tipping point. Yeah, all the stupid people have gotten stuck, and all the smart people are, you know, the ones left. And it's it's really no different than, you know, with all the other uh, situations, you know, regarding childhood vaccinations and stuff like that. You have the same thing, the same argument. However, in this case, it's a lot more pronounced. Because with the childhood stuff, you know, a whole lot more, probably, I would venture to say probably uh, probably around 80% of the population got childhood vaccines, maybe more. But for some reason, these, more people are sitting up and saying, I don't think so. You know, 
the mRNA stuff is starting to get out, the fact that, you know, right now about 4,000 Americans have died so far shortly after taking these things, whether they're connected or not, people are doing the mental math and seeing, hey, <laughs> they seem to be pretty well and doing okay, and then they took one of these injections and boom, they're dead. And, you know, the fact that it's happening to a lot of the Hollywood types and the well-known people is kind of a plus for us. And because the stupid people are taking it and because a lot of other people know who these stupid people are, when they die, um, it tends to make people think twice. But, um, again, this is something we need to turn around on them. If, if you've had one of these things, you're the one that needs to be uh, quarantined or charged with reckless endangering because that's exactly what's going on based on what's coming out now. The people that get these things are transmitting something that's making even people that haven't received them get sick just by coming in contact with them. And that's why, like I said, Judy Mikovitz is saying 50 million-plus Americans will die as a result of these injections. And I would venture to say it's not just people who get them, but people who are just around those who get them. And that's a scary situation. Uh, let's see, I posted the link to the Cohen Rappaport video on your Telegram app. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've got it. Unfortunately, as long as it is, I don't want to play it during the show, but I'm definitely going to watch it. I love John Rappaport. Um, he's a great researcher, and I'll put the, the link in the uh, replay uh, description on CastBox for this show today, too, so anybody else that wants it can get it. Um, the other thing I found interesting, I don't know how many last night uh, decided to watch uh, the moron in chief give his, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, um, talk to the joint session of Congress. And when when it just came across my, uh, just thought of it, uh, when when I was sitting there, I decided to watch it just to see if he, if he got lost on the way to the podium or if he actually made it through without uh, a bumbling, stumbling uh, situation. And... Uh, I was watching people come into the uh, the hall there, and I got thinking. I said, originally on Inauguration Day, that was when they were going to seal off the Capitol and arrest everybody. I said, hmm, they could do that tonight, until I realized that they were not going to have the whole place full like normal. Even though virtually everybody in Congress has received these injections, or at least had the opportunity to, and the funny thing is, is the vast majority were still wearing their face diapers. I did notice a few, you know, strong holdouts that uh, once they were in the building or in the room did not have a, a face diaper on, and you can bet that they were all <laughs> conservatives. But um, I, I just got a, 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 you know, it was interesting, and I said, what kind of message are these morons trying to send people? And they're they're playing into the um, so-called hesitancy themselves uh, by, like Tucker said at the end of that thing, if you choose to get the thing, you and once you have it, you must continue to live as though you have not received it. you got to still wear your face diapers and all this other junk. They just announced last night, supposedly, that now if uh, you have two people that are uh, completely injected, uh, they can now uh, meet together inside without wearing face diapers. Uh, 
like you have to have permission for these things, like the government has to allow it. And unfortunately, too many people actually believe that crap. And so the day I start doing things because some schmuck in government tells me I have to, somebody shoot me. Yeah. Um, I'm a free American. I'm not an American citizen. I'm a U.S. national, American national. And if you don't understand that, I encourage you to listen to Roger Sales Radio Ranch on my uh, same network that my afternoon show's on. Uh, our server recently died, and uh, we merged with uh, it was called People's Patriot Network. We merged. We had been simulcasting on Eurofolk Radio. And on my website, I've updated everything, so we have new links there to play the shows. And um, Roger's show tells you how that you can uh, regain and restate your political status so that you are a free American, not a citizen, which is a, another word for slave. And, um, you know, you have to realize there are only two political statuses, free or slave, free or bond. And you're one or the other, and you're, you get to actually choose which one you want to be. People don't realize that because of the scam and the fraud that has been perpetrated against all Americans. But um, Roger has, uh, over the last you know, 20, 30 years of research and all this stuff, actually figured it out and has been teaching it on his show for the last 11 years. And um, the people that have gone through the process, which is very simple, uh, have had absolutely no negative ramifications whatsoever. And um, we have people that are now driving without driver's licenses, and when they get stopped, they hand them the little card that they have, and the guy comes back and says, thank you very much, have a nice day. <laughs> um, and uh, all kinds of interesting things. Uh, but the bottom line is you need to figure out who you are and who you want to be and take it actions to make those things the case. So at this point, somebody comes and says, you got to do this. I say, I do not. <laughs> uh, no, you do not. U.S. nationals do not need to pay taxes. Um, that's one of the things that's a major issue. There are only two sections of the Internal Revenue Code that U.S. nationals are liable for. 871A and 877B, I think, are the two. And they're basically, you know, nothing that and most people ever have any um, kind of activity that would require them to pay taxes on. But no, you are not required under any sense, stretch of the imagination to pay, I'm not, not just taxes in general, but income taxes. Uh, that is a total fraud. And uh, basically, once you've done this paperwork, you can just stop filing. Um, you know, it's not a bad idea just to send a copy to the IRS, just to put them on notice, but you don't have to. Um, and it's it's very empowering. But the thing is, you have to do the study and the research yourself in order to know what's going on because if you ever end up, you know, chances of ending up in court are very slim because when you file your paperwork with them, the court will just automatically drop everything because they don't want this information to get out. And, uh, you know, I encourage people, you know, check out the Radio Ranch. It's on uh, eurofolkradio.com. And like I said, the links are on my website. Um, and his show airs actually at 11, from 11 to 1 Eastern time, so it just started a few minutes ago. <laughs> That's the only downside. On Thursdays, I'd prefer you to listen to this show. <laughs> but uh, the rest of the week, um, 
feel free to call in and uh, or listen in. And uh, he loves talking about the stuff. They they have a uh, a group that you know. <laughs> excuse me. Besides the transmitter, they also have a Jitsi uh, thing, which is a online deal where people can go in and talk and whatnot. And um, you can get involved with either of them, or you can just listen online. But um, if you use the Jitsi program, you can actually get in there and talk to them and ask questions and things because they cover all kinds of topics. But uh, this is the primary thing that they're talking that they cover. You know, and if someone new comes in with questions, he'll be happy to explain them. He loves to talk about it on the shows because you know not only do you get the information, but everyone else listening does as well. But I encourage you to find out about that because uh, if you want to have true liberty, you have to be financially free, spiritually free, politically free, and physically or healthily free. And that's what our network was all about. Um, helping people get free in those four areas, and that truly gives you freedom and liberty. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, people need to get educated, and uh, it's a good thing to do. But anyway, let's see where we're at time-wise. Oh, I've still got quite a bit. I've got another video here. Well, actually, a little bit more on last night. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what, that was, that had to be, the absolute worst political speech I've ever heard, followed by one of the absolute best political speeches I've ever heard. Um, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina gave the Republican response to Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe's uh, hour-long drudgery, and uh, that was basically he was like reading bullet points off a list. There was no real plan or anything there. It was just boring. It's all get out, and of course all the. You had Nancy and the hoe behind them wearing their face diapers, you know, and again, they're doing a, a disservice to their own program by sitting there all injected and still wearing face diapers, still staying apart from each other. You know, it's like, why should I bother getting one of these things if, if when you get it, you still got to wear the face diaper and still got a socialist distance and everything else? It's, it's, it's idiotic. And people are starting to see all that stuff and doing the math. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what, it's just it's, they're, they're their own worst enemies. It's the best way to put it, I guess. They're also our worst enemies. But uh, Tim Scott did a fantastic job. And I'm sure uh, both uh, speeches are online. I highly recommend uh, Senator Scott's. I don't recommend Sleepy Joe's because unless you want to get, take a nap. He'll definitely put you to sleep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But anyway, you know, that, that whole situation last night was a joke. It was just a flat-out joke. And, um, you know, just, you know, look at the first few minutes of that just so you can see what's going on. The overall shots of the uh, the house room that they were in was just, I mean, normally that place is just loaded. They had a thousand people in there. And they had every every couple of seats were blocked off so that everybody had to stay apart and all this stuff. It was just, just stupid. But Tim Scott was the highlight of the evening. So anyway, um got another video here. And this is World Doctors, Dire Warning, Stay Away from uh, Injected People. 
uh, injection shedding to others. So this is about 20 minutes. I don't know if we'll play the whole thing. We'll see how it goes, but let's start out with it here. Being around people who have had the, we'll call it backs, are now experiencing severe symptoms. This is from shedding off of the spike proteins. You can go to my website and there are informational videos on there that explain the whole process of what's happening and why this is happening to women. There's a woman giving out the warning about this and many, many people who have reached out to me and given me countless, I don't even want to call it testimonials, but told me their own personal stories. There are women and men who have come into close proximity of people who have had the vaccination and once they do this these people are a lot of people want to call it shedding but when people think of shedding they're thinking shedding off of um, when you get the weakened viral vaxes but that's not what this is this is gene therapy that's causing your body to make these spike proteins this is uh, the mRNA gene therapy, this is an grand human experimentation, this is not anything that's ever been done before. It is in fact altering um, the human makeup of the body. So what's happening is that process starts in the human body and doesn't stop. It's coming out in their breath, it's coming out through their pores, so spike proteins, what they're finding is dangerous to human tissue. This is what's causing um, reproductive problems in people. This is what's causing, you know, the sterilization of people. Women who have come in contact with, and men, I have men too, who have come in contact with people who have had this back, and I'm saying it this way so I don't take my video down, have suddenly become covered in strange bruises. Women have had um, as young as 10 years old, 10 year olds starting their periods early, 11 year olds getting two periods in a month suddenly from being around people who have had this done to them. People getting severe migraines, disrupted sleep patterns, people having clots the size of their fists, people that were in menopause for years suddenly having severe periods with grapefruit-sized blood clots. This is happening to all kinds of people, men that are, their spouse has the vaccine and they go to bed at night and sleep next to their spouse, wake up covered in bruises. Countless testimonies. If you go to my website, truthunmasked.org, and click on stay away, and then it says warning, you can see a video of a doctor, and his name is there. He's explaining this process to you, and another woman who's giving you this morning, there's yet another doctor who is warning her patients that you need to call ahead of time and let them know if you've had the backs because she doesn't want you in the office because they treat pregnant patients and she doesn't want people who have had it around the patients because of this. Women in their menstruating years and not are experiencing severe side effects from people around them having received this job. We're not quite sure what's happening here. It's happening too quick for us to really know. But what's happening is women's, women's periods and their menstrual cycles are being significantly affected 
even if they haven't received it themselves. So let me repeat, women who are in a community where people around them have recently been, gotten the job, right? You know what I'm talking about. Even if they're just around them, something is happening with their periods. We're having women miss their periods. We're having women have the most excruciating periods of their life to the point where they're bleeding so profusely that it is completely out of character, okay? Women who are in menopause have gotten their period back, and in women's healthcare, um, doctors, I'm not a doctor, so you know, I'm a holistic reproductive practitioner, doula, etc. But in this community, something that's well known is that if a woman bleeds and she is postmenopausal, that it is cancer. So something is going on. Please send this message to every woman that you know. This is this is an out this is an outcry, okay? Um, this isn't about conspiracy theories. This is about standing up for the health of humanity. And I am willing to stand up here on my soapbox and and beg for women's rights and, and talk about this day and night. I will stand up for you because something is happening behind the scenes and they're coming after women's health. Um, also, I read another article that um, it is significantly dropping men's sperm counts, okay? Uh, being in the fertility community, something that I've been reading is that men have gone to get their sperm tests tested after receiving this, and something is going on because their sperm count is lowering significantly. We're just getting bombarded with testimonials of different women having crazy experiences with their cycles. And yeah. the weirdest thing about it is that it's coming from people who have not actually been vaccinated yet. So we talked to Larry yesterday, and he gave us an interesting perspective. And I really um, I want to address some of the questions that I've been getting from some people. And I, I really just kind of want to hear your theory on what you think is happening, if you think it's related to the vaccine or what's kind of going on. So okay. love to hear your thoughts. Okay, good. My feeling on all of this is that there's more that we don't know than we do know. I mean, we don't know anything. First of all, everybody, we have never had this kind of an inoculation, ever, ever. It's never, they've worked for 20 years to try to get something. You know that the whole word Moderna means modified RNA. They've never produced anything like this. And uh, as far as I know, J&J um, &J has never produced anything like this. So this is brand new. In anything that we've had that's even close, the animals did not do well. So here we are suddenly with humanity being inoculated with a synthetic mRNA that can and does get into the DNA, even though they say, oh, it doesn't. This is like Jurassic Park, naturalized signs away. And so, matter, so no matter what you're saying, we're seeing things that we didn't expect to see. Now, when it comes to women and our menstrual cycles, right, we are in tune with the moon. Every thought you think, every bit of stress, whatever affects you. We've been through a year and a half of enormous stress on planet Earth. Now, you are, you've injected the machinery, or as Dr. Sherry Tenpenny says, the machinery into the cellular mechanism to make a protein from a synthetic mRNA via ribosomes that's never, ever been 
seen before. What I know is that we are performing uh, a gigantic, unprecedented experiment against humanity. Thousands and thousands of stories are being shared, and a lot of people have a lot of questions. And um, the biggest thing that's brought up is um, if these COVID vaccines are somehow shedding and it's affecting the women who have not been vaccinated for COVID. So um, I just wanted to have a conversation around what you think may be going on and maybe answer possibly some of the questions that some of these women and some of these moms are having as we kind of try to navigate exactly what's going on here. So thanks to you guys for jumping on this with me. Um, Maureen, I know you're, you've been a nurse for over 40 years, and so I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts around what's going on here, and then we can talk a little bit with Larry about the science and everything that could potentially be behind it. Yeah, thanks, Tiffany. Yes, I've been a registered nurse for over 40 years, and I started out in labor and delivery, and I taught childbirth classes for many years, and I've always been focused on women's health and nutrition and wellness, and um, this is really, this is really scary. And one thing I learned in all the years that I was organizing autism conferences, if you wanted to learn what was going on with that child, and I'm sure Dr. Larry will agree with me, all you have to do is listen closely to the mothers. So when women speak about their cycles or about their children or about their bodies, it's really time, especially of this magnitude, um, we really as a society and um, as medical professionals, I feel like it's our moral, ethical, and professional duty to listen up and at least investigate and start have, asking questions and have um, an investigation into what's going on. So I would love to ask Dr. Larry Kolesky a couple questions because... Um, Larry, you've been on top of this for many months now with suspicions about this particular injection. And um, my question, and the question that's coming up for a lot of people, uh, and maybe you can explain, when people talk about the shedding of a vaccine, a typical vaccine, measles, polio, um, that's very different than what we're referring to here. As Tiffany said, there might be some shedding going on because people in contact with people who have been vaccinated, but they haven't been vaccinated themselves, are developing symptoms. So how can we possibly explain that? Well, thank you, Maureen and Tiffany. Um, well, first of all, um, when, when studies are done on injections that are thought to be vaccines, we sometimes need 7, 10, or even 15 years to really understand what the injection does to the body and what it does to those around us. And so there's automatically this assumption that when the authorities say this in, these injections are safe, that we actually have adequate data and adequate observational data to understand whether or not these injections are safe. The bottom line is we don't have enough data to understand safety. The other thing is that we are made to believe in the public eye that this is a vaccine against a viral infection. So the entire world is, is thinking that um, this is a vaccine to protect us against SARS-CoV-2 viral infection. 
And when you have a vaccine that's supposed to be effective as a vaccine, you're supposed to have antibody immunity against the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And that's never been evaluated with these injections as to whether or not we have antibody immunity to a SARS-CoV-2 virus. Instead, what we have is the genetic information of what is believed to be a piece of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And that piece is called the spike protein. And the technology that's being used is a technology to make this injection that's never been used in vaccine science or methodology before with any kind of success. So we are essentially taking the genetic instructions that make a synthetic spike protein believed to be a part of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, and we're giving those sets of instructions into the body and asking the human body to take the genetic instructions of that spike protein and make more of it in our own machinery. And so this messenger RNA technology, which is what it's called, is delivering the genetic instructions for us to make the spike protein. And the problem is that no study has ever been done to test its safety, but also no study has been done to test whether we turn on the production of that spike protein and ever turn it off. And so spike protein in the naturally occurring SARS-CoV-2 viral infection has been shown to cause brain inflammation and neurological damage, heart attacks, lung disease, liver disease, kidney disease, and interacting with the male and female reproductive systems, along with affecting blood binding to oxygen and blood clotting. And so we know that the natural disease of SARS-CoV-2, because of the effects of the spike protein, is making people sick with all of these kinds of systemic illnesses. And so now we're taking that spike protein genetic instructions and we're asking our bodies to make more of that spike protein. And so by making more of that spike protein, we are essentially creating the symptoms and the illness of COVID-19 by giving people the potential to have brain damage and neurological damage, lung disease, liver disease, kidney disease, heart attacks, strokes, blood clotting issues, and impairments to male and female reproductive systems. And there's no study to show whether when the body starts manufacturing this synthetic spike protein, whether or not we ever turn off the production of that spike protein. And so that spike protein is known to be pretty damaging to the human tissue. And so we know that spike protein has been found in saliva. We know that it's been found in the anus. 
And we have to ask the question, is it found in the exhalation molecules that come out of our breath? Is it found in the skin when we sweat and we smell, does the spike proteins come out? And if so, does that impact other people with whom we come in contact? And so what we've been seeing is a massive increase in those who've been given the injection of blood clotting problems, miscarriages, stillborns, infertility, strokes, heart attacks, autoimmune diseases, and death, just to name a few. And that's in those who've been injected. So certainly there should be a suspicion when you see people around the injected people who have not been injected getting the typical symptoms of COVID in addition to miscarriages, bleeding, irregular menstrual cycles, it should raise a very, very strong suspicion. Now, the spike protein is, we are told, just specific to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So that when your body makes the synthetic spike protein, you're supposed to produce an antibody that's supposed to attack the spike protein. Now, we don't know if that spike protein production keeps going and going and going. And that would make the antibody production keep going and going and going as well. And the thing is that we are finding that the genetic instructions of the spike protein are not specific just to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. The mm. genetic instructions of the spike protein are also similar to or the same as many proteins that exist in the body itself. And so therefore, if we're going to produce an antibody against the genetic instructions of the spike protein, those antibodies are going to find every bit of protein tissue around the body that matches the genetic instructions of the spike protein. And that antibody to the spike protein genetic instructions is going to produce an attack on any of the proteins and tissues in the body that are similar or the same to the genetic instructions of the spike protein. Hence, an increase in autoimmune illnesses. Correct. So that's why you'll see autoimmune diseases. But many months ago, there was an article that came out in the European literature where there were several proteins in the male and female reproductive systems that were found to have similar genetic instructions to the genetic instructions of the spike protein. And the scientists raised the concern that if we inject the genetic instructions of the spike protein into the body and cause the body to make an antibody against that genetic instructions of the spike protein, we will also cause the body to make an antibody against the male and female reproductive systems because those proteins 
in the male and female reproductive systems had similar instructions to the spike protein. And he raised a very strong concern about it because his concern was that it would basically uh, immobilize and take out sperm from being able to uh, cause, you know, in, you know uh, fertilize an egg, and that it would also impair the egg itself, and that it would also impair the placenta. And so the experts around the world did the following. When they heard this scientific concern, the experts around the world said, oh, but the amount of genetic instructions of the proteins in the male and female reproductive systems are so small in similarity to the genetic instructions of the spike protein that it really shouldn't make a difference. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how we got the science that said there should be no concerns about infertility or miscarriages in men and women respectively. There were no studies. There was just a, an opinion that said the genetic instructions of the proteins on the male and female reproductive systems were such small similarities to the spike protein that it shouldn't matter. And therefore, it didn't matter. And so what we're seeing in women who get the injection is a very large, hundreds of percent increase in miscarriages and stillborns of their babies, all being reported to vaccine adverse event reporting systems. And now what we're seeing is women who are around others who've been injected are having the same experience, which has to raise the suspicion that not only does that messenger RNA make the body produce spike protein on an ongoing basis, but that spike protein is probably shedding out of the breath, the saliva, the skin, and who knows where else in the body it's being shed from. Just the last point before you ask me the next question. That's only based on what we think we know is in these injections. But Dr. Tenpenny and I have discussed this on numerous occasions, that there is potential for other messenger RNA proteins being injected into the body that would cause the body to make all sorts of proteins that we may not be aware of. And if that don't make you nervous, I don't know what will. I went ahead and let that go because, quite honestly, this is the first time I've actually had a chance to hear this video myself, <laughs> and I was enthralled. Oh, my goodness, the things that they're saying. But uh, like they said, you know, women are extremely in touch with their bodies and what's going on around them and their children, and they are really experiencing some uh, nasty things right now. And if you remember from one of the first videos uh, when uh, Carrie uh, Madej was talking she mentioned, um, as far as the RF stuff goes, you know, having a, a laptop in a man's lap for, you know, half an hour or so can reduce the uh, sperm count by, what, 50%, I think she said. And uh, just so many different things that 
you know, between the RF that we're being pelted with on a daily basis, between, you know, 3G, 4G, 5G, um, all the uh, you know, Wi-Fi signals in your homes, um, the smart uh, uh, appliances, everything, you know, smart meters, all this stuff is having a, you know, it's a, cum a cumulative toll, I think. But then when they throw these uh, bioweapon injections in, it's going to have uh, a considerable effect as well. And uh, it's, you know, the proposition is very scary. You know, not only are they killing people, you know, directly with these things, but they're killing people indirectly, as well as they're cutting down the ability to reproduce, not just the individual people, but the whole human race, it seems, because they're trying to get these things um, spread throughout the world. Uh, <coughs> sorry about that. Didn't quite hit the cough button quick enough. Um, the things that, uh, you know, Gates is destined for a trial, you know, crimes against humanity trial that uh, hopefully will happen soon. And Fauci as well. Uh, those two are the ringleaders of this mess. And, uh, Let's see, unplugs it's like they've discovered the key to destroying the human body. Pretty much. You know, if um, if what, you know, just a little bit of what they're talking about is accurate, you know, we're in for a world of hurt with all these, you know, sheeple that have received these injections and uh, they're just milling around uh, grazing in and amongst us, you know, the smart people that didn't get them. And we thought that, you know, we'll, we'll be wise we've done the research we know better than to abuse ourselves that way and now because of the way they design these things and they it, it seems like they planned for it they knew there would be a lot of people who did not want uh, because of their research and past history and everything did not want to receive these injections they said we'll fix them we'll just put something in it so the ones that do get it can shed and give uh, and transmit stuff to everybody else so regardless of how many people actually get it, we all suffer from it. Um, granted, the the greatest suffering will be by those who receive the injections. I'm just hoping that the rest of us can survive until the ones who got the, the shots die off. And that's ultimately what's going to happen here. Um, those people because of the, the way these things are designed, it appears, within the next year to two years, we'll probably no longer be with us. And the question is whether or not the rest of us can survive having to deal with this stuff until those people are no longer here. You know, it sounds kind of a cold way to put it. Uh, and again, you know, I've reached the point where I'll try to educate people, but if they're bound and determined to do something stupid, then I'm going to step aside and let them have at it because, quite honestly, get them out of the gene pool before they have a chance to reproduce. I mean, these people are just unbelievable. And it'll be interesting to see how many of the people in the uh, in Congress actually got the real McCoy because, uh, quite honestly, most of them need to be tried for treason anyway, but if they die off from the injections before that, that's okay, too. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, cancer trick yourselves sounds like a, uh huh <laughs> somewhere. And by the way, I see Ellen in there. Ellen, I saw your message in chat yesterday about your decision not to uh, take the injections, and I commend you. I, yeah, I'm proud of you. Hopefully, things will work out. Um, but 
you know, who knows? You know, this is this is a scary proposition. And from what I've, from what I've seen, they have located these um, spike proteins in all kinds of things, including, like they said, you know, in feces, uh, urine. And that's a scary proposition. You know, you could walk into the restroom, you know, some public restroom, where someone who had been uh, previously in there who had received the injection uh, either, you know, did one thing or the other, and then if they washed their hands or if not, if they used the door handle. You know, it's, it's possible that this stuff could have been transferred to their hands uh, from either feces or urine and then touching the faucets in the, in the, at the sink could let this stuff on there that you may pick up when you go to turn the water on or just reaching for the door handle. Who knows? You know, that's the thing. We don't know for sure exactly how this is going to play out. We don't know for sure, you know, like, like Dr. Tenpenny says, there's an on switch but no off switch. If you're going to continue to produce the spike proteins, then like they said, you're going to continue to probably produce the uh, antibodies as well. And both of those things will become an absolute nightmare, not only for you but for everyone around you. And it is a scary proposition, to say the least. Um, I don't know. you know. It, but like I said, I originally got started on this because I got a call the other day from uh, a listener in um, uh, Beaver Creek, Ohio. And hopefully she's listening today and got a chance to hear some of this stuff. But she was very concerned about the potential for shedding or transmission or whatnot. So I did a little digging. And this is what I came up with, um, but it's bad news. And Corey says, I don't think it's all the vaccine issue. We are energy beings, and the frequencies are changing in the jet streams, whether whether anomalies, volcanoes, auroras. Yeah, there's no question. All kinds of things are going on. Everything is freaking out. And, again, with all the electromagnetic fields that we're uh, being exposed to, with the, especially with 5G, uh, because of the range it's in, it's especially dangerous. But, uh, you know, we just have to wait and see what happens. But, yeah, birthing pains foretold in the book of Revelation. Exactly. Um, I keep saying that the Bible's more up-to-date than tomorrow's newspaper, and uh, we're living in the end times of the end times. And I think... Uh, it's only a matter of time that they come out with this vaccine passport that they try and do it as a chip implant, and there you go, right hand and forehead. But, you know, basically they're talking about exactly that because these people that are in favor of this stuff are all about, um, you know, painting everybody else into a corner so that literally they can't buy, sell, you know, travel, do anything. Um it's going to create a huge underground economy because more and more people are going to refuse to do any of this stuff. And uh, it'll be an us-against-them kind of thing. Uh, and But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, no doubt about it. But anywho, um, we've been going over this for, you know, all but uh, almost the entire show. Wanted to look at some of the other things, but... Uh, I put a link in the chat room how experimental military vaccines killed millions during the 1918 Spanish flu. And what it alludes to, basically, is what I learned years ago, 
is the whole Spanish flu pandemic was pretty much started when uh, military uh, returning home were given vaccines and they basically spread it to all parts of the earth. And, uh, you know, so this stuff's been going on forever and ever and ever. Um, the vaccine is the pandemic. And this is from Natural News. Biden to dump 60 million blood clotting COVID-19 vaccines from AstraZeneca on India. I find that interesting because AstraZeneca is the British company and we, re- we haven't used their uh, doses here at all. So I don't know, you know, maybe we had those sent over and didn't need them or some kind of thing. But, yeah, they're going to start spreading the love. And uh, it's not going to be good. And, unfortunately, you know, most people in India, even though there's a lot of people that are aware and try to do things a good way, uh, the vast, vast majority are probably super sheeple just like everywhere else. But who knows? The next one, Biden forces taxpayers to foot the bill for those injured, killed by COVID-19 injections. Imagine that. You know, uh, first they, they give these companies total immunity. And again, that should be between the, the two things that really come to play. Number one is the fact that this illness, whatever it is, however it's caused, has a 99.9 plus percent survival rate for virtually everyone with the exception of people over 75 years old that are, you know, have with, with extra comorbidities. And the second thing is the fact that the companies that make these injections have been given total immunity. Those two things alone should be enough to tell every person with two brain cells to rub together that there's no way in heck you should take these things or allow them to be put into yourself or a loved one. And they figured that out, so they set one up so that even if you don't get it, if you come around someone who does, you're going to be in trouble. A young pastor dies not long after receiving promoting Moderna, uh, receiving and promoting Moderna's experimental vaccine protocol. And I covered this on my date in my afternoon show the other day, a 44-year-old pastor from New Jersey, which really blows me away because it's a female in a Baptist church. That just tells you how the world has devolved. Number one, these people that can't read the Bible and realize that a, a female cannot be a pastor, uh, according to God's word, you know, I don't know how a female can be the husband of one wife, um, which is specifically spelled out in the Bible. Uh, but somehow or another, this woman decided she was going to become a pastor, and it's all out of pride, which is one of the top sins of the... <laughs> anyway, it's the one that got Satan. But uh, she took this vaccine, the injection, bioweapon, and in no time at all, she's dead. But before that, she was boasting and saying, you know, talking about how great it was and how proud she was that she was a part of you know, doing this stuff. And so many people have gone the same way. And it's insane. Young adults who previously contract Wuhan coronavirus are unprotected against reinfection. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. You know, it's not like, you know, measles where you get it once and you have immunity for life. Um, this thing, you know, you can get a common cold over and over and over again, and apparently you can do this here, too. And the same thing, you have people that got the, got it, then they got the injection, then they got it again. Um, this whole thing is weird. It's, it's new, it's unfounded, it's just crazy. Uh, let's see here. There was another one in here somewhere. Food storage tips. 
<laughs> Vax, the vaccine won't be enough. The rulers demand full enslavement. Imagine that. Well, let's see here. Mainstream media outlets are continuing their fear-mongering over new variants. Yeah. They continue to tell us that the vaccines won't be enough. Nothing short of your full, complete enslavement to the state will suffice. Science Daily is calling for a global strategy of maximum suppression. And we should all know by now that they don't mean they want to maximum suppress any virus. <laughs> they want maximum suppression of humanity. It's more than obvious that this is all about control and has nothing to do with health. Exactly. It's a scamdemic from the word go. They're going to kill us off and they're going to get rich in the process. This continuing narrative is being crafted but this way on purpose. And the goal is to vaccinate or inject as many humans as are willing with the experimental gene therapy they're falsely calling a vaccine. They're going to be propagated uh, with the news that wants us tracked, traced, chipped, surveilled, and vaccinated at any cost. All of us is you know, all of this is part of a, new, a larger new world order agenda, and it will never end until we are enslaved or wake up to what is being done. And that is the whole key there. People need to freaking wake up. Everybody says, I can't wait until this is over. I said, guess what? It's never going to be over until you decide it is over. And everyone needs to decide it is over. You know, I have not had a face diaper on since this happened. You know, my church, we don't worry about the socialist distancing, the hand sanitizing, the, the mask or anything. People are amazed when they visit for the first time and we're sitting right next to each other. We're hugging, shaking hands, having a great time like nothing ever happened. And guess what? Everything works out fine. Nobody's getting sick. We haven't all died off. As a matter of fact, our church is growing like crazy because people that are tired of being locked out of their own churches are coming to ours and they have decided that when theirs open up, they're not going back. They like ours better. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, God uses uh, all kinds of weird things to, to build his church, to change people's minds, to educate people. And, you know, that's the interesting, the beauty of, of all of this. Regardless of what Satan tries to throw at it, and this is literally good against evil, we've got this alleged virus or whatever it is that's, you know, causing all this crap. And they try and shut down churches, they try and shut down bars, they try and shut down restaurants. If you look back at the original um, Great Awakening, you could say, during uh, the, the period before the American Revolution, where was it that all of the uh, plans were made and all the, the discussions were had about forming a new country and, and uh, moving away from uh, English rule? Churches, restaurants, and back then pubs or bars. That's one of the reasons they wanted to shut those three places down as much as possible, especially the small mom and pop ones where, you know, you have the big chain restaurants and whatnot. Nobody knows each other. They go there, they sit in their little table and ignore everybody else. But in the little mom and pop places, it's the kind of thing where people know each other. They go there to actually get, you know, to see other people that they know. And they talk about things, and they discuss things, and they decide that this whole thing is a giant scam. And they decide, well, we've got to all, you know, 
have a mass burning party and we've got to do this and we've got to do that. That's one of the reasons they've shut all these places down. And luckily, you know, there are those that have just stood against this every step of the way and those places are thriving because people will go there when they hear about them. Hey, this church is open. This bar is open. This restaurant's open. They're not requiring masks. They're not making you distance. They're 100% capacity. Hey, let's go there and support them. And that's what happens, and that's what everybody needs to do. And until people start to do that, this is never going to end. You know, it's a sad situation, but we are the ones that determine what's going on. Just like in the all these shootings that have taken place with, you know, the white police and black perpetrators and whatnot. The perpetrator, the suspect, is the one who determines the outcome of the situation. They determine whether shots will be fired or whether everybody goes home happy at the end of the day. And the same thing is we get to determine what's going on here. You've got the overlords that are trying to control everybody, but just like in the bug's life, there are a whole lot more ants than there are grasshoppers. And if those ants ever get together and start to talk, it's going to destroy our way of life, says the grasshopper. And that's exactly what we need to do. Us little ants need to get together and decide that we're not going to put up with that crap anymore, and we're going to start standing up and saying no more to this stuff. And until then, and at the same time, anybody who's received one of these uh, injections needs to be put in a uh, quarantine center. You know, they need to be ostracized, they need to be separated and isolated from all of the smart people that didn't take these things until we figure out how to change it or they die off or whatever happens first. But, um, you know, that's, that's just my take on things. Um, but I'm betting most people are in agreement. John McWhorter, hyper-woke people are just racist hiding behind language. <laughs> yeah. Armageddon, vaccidents. This is an interesting thing. They're calling them vaccidents. Now wrecking roadways with stroked-out vaccine takers whose brain function, uh, who lose brain function behind the wheel. Those vaccine deaths are now ravaging India and Brazil across the United States. People are noticing a sudden surge in automobile accidents on roadways. People are driving off roads and striking trees. They're veering into other cars for head-on collisions, and they are apparently losing cognitive function while behind the wheel. Cliff High calls these, calls these things vaccinants. His video, along with comments about the uh, uh, vaccinants and other people, is published on rumormillnews.com. Other comments from uh, readers can be seen at this link from RMN. I have a startup company, and as such, I work every day of the week. Every day I'm on the road heading back and forth from home uh, to my office in the Raleigh-Durham area via I-40. Recently, I have noticed a massive uptick in seemingly bizarre accidents. Vehicles of all kinds, usually uh, singular, running off the road and crashing. Not in bad weather, not in the middle of the night, just all of a sudden. I have also noticed folks driving a kind of dazed-looking, uh, weaving about, stopping erratically, I have too come to think of it, and in particular not driving at speed, usually like 10 miles below the speed limit on secondary roads, but very fast on the primaries. I've driven in the local uh, market 
for a very long time and have not seen this kind of behavior before, wondering if it's beginning uh, the vax brain damage of some kind. I'm not sure who came up with the term vaccines, but it's brilliant. I have uh, credit to Cliff High for coining the term so far because he's the first I've heard use it. Um, you know, now that you mention it, recently I've seen a lot of that too, where people are they're just doing weird things. You know, you have a lot of these, uh, at least in my area, they have a lot of these traffic circles that have been put in. And um, all of a sudden, there's a lot of people who uh, don't know how to work those things. They'll pull up and stop instead of going around when there's no other cars and things. And it's just really, really strange. Um, and I don't know, I'm guessing right now that the music is probably playing and I'm out of time. Maybe not. Still going. But um, anyway, we're close to the end of the show, and I can't hear anything playing on my end, but I'm listening to the live feed, so if the music starts up, I'll stop talking. <laughs> but I encourage you to join me uh, on uh, uh, Eurofolk Radio here in an hour. Uh, my second at my afternoon show will be going, and we're up to two hours now. I'll have uh, a constitutional scholar and, um, and uh, historian, Mike Gaddy, and another friend who is a pastor, a businessman, and a um, county commissioner uh, from southeastern Ohio will also be with us. And we're going to be talking about um, uh, the Q and Anon's uh, situation. So it might be interesting. But uh, I encourage you to take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And I'm just saying that now just in case I get cut off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's getting weird. And uh, But as back to the accidents, I've seen the same kind of thing around here where people are just doing some weird driving, uh, going slower than normal, uh, kind of weaving around. And as a retired cop, you know, I'm always watching that stuff anyway, um, looking to see if there's drunk drivers and things like that. And that's what these people are, are very similar to, the same kind of driving that, you know, had I seen this before when I was on the job, I would have stopped them and given them a sobriety test. Uh, but at this point, it could very well be these people have taken these uh, bioweapons in, injections and as a result are having some nasty uh, effects that are causing them to lose cognitive function, drive into trees and ditches and all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll probably see more of that as time goes on. Looking at another thing here, Medical Mafia Center for Public Integrity reporter Liz S. Lee White uh, targeting family members of anti-vaxxers digging for dirt to smear them across NPR, NY, New York Times, Washington Post, and AP. Isn't that just wonderful? They're going after everybody. <laughs> Whole food users uh, ushering in Mark of the Beast with new palm scanning payment system. Great. I've never been, oh, I've been in a Whole Foods once, never bought anything from them. And at this point, I don't think I ever will. Why are certain cell, 5G cell tower, uh, tower components labeled COVID-19? Yeah, it's an interesting uh, video I've seen. It's been around for quite a while. But uh, some guy actually opened up one of the uh, components in a 5G tower, and one of the pieces inside says COV-19. Interesting stuff. Most U.S. youth will survive mass, ex mass extinction event planned by Bill Gates, Marxist Democrats, and the CDC. Yeah, but will they be able to reproduce afterwards? That's the big question. And will they be able to form cognitive thought? 
or will they be the brainwashed, indoctrinated nut jobs that are just going to be worker bees and drones, uh, rather than people that can carry on in a, a decent uh, life and decent government? Scary stuff. Wow, this is an extra long show, but it should be shutting off here any time because we're now going to the top of the hour. Well, I'm going to sign off because I'm not sure what the network's going to do, but I have to get ready for my next show. So it's been great, everybody. It's been long, but I encourage you to take care. Take your take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And we will see you either in an hour on Eurofolk Radio or next week here. God bless. <laughs>